and welcome to Totally Weird and Twisted. Viewer discretion is advised. We're back. If you can hear some noise behind us, it's because we're in the garage with the door open because my air conditioning went out and they can't fix it till next week. And it's raining. Yeah. So you get the tropical sounds of the cicadas and the pouring rain. Yeah. And so, possibly a little echo because we're in the garage. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you get what you get, okay? Okay. Okay. Well, we have a good episode, so just listen to our voices and try and ignore everything else. Cheers, Cheers. bitch. All right. And if you hear our kids screaming in yeah. the distance. Yeah. I think that's what all those little blips are. <laughs> it's because they're howler monkeys. Yes. But they're... <laughs> Leaving us alone right now. They're so. our howler monkeys and we love that them. That is okay. <laughs> so, anyway. We have some exciting stuff coming down the pike. That we just planned today, which is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Katie and I were talking about doing investigations again. Because the last one didn't turn out so well. <laughs> <laughs> so. We shall not name names. <laughs> But it got fucked up. But it did. And you guys, if you, if you go back far enough, you'll know. Anyway. <laughs> um, so we were sitting at my kitchen table, dripping with sweat. <laughs> with a fan blowing directly <laughs> on our faces. Yeah. It, like, in fact, clogged my ear for a minute. And I was like, I need to get this not hitting my ear right now. So um, there's a car driving back. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. Some ambiance. Um, anyway. We were we were looking up local haunted places to contact them to see if we could come in and, you know, investigate and stuff. And as we were doing that, I remembered that one of my clients a couple years ago told me a story about a hotel that she stayed in called the Wayside Inn. And I looked it up and it was only like it's only like 40 minutes from us, which is. Awesome. Amazing. Right. And we don't have to cross state lines this time. Right. It's like in our neighborhood, basically. So anyway, she told me that she stayed in a room and we're wondering if there's room 14 is supposedly haunted. So we're wa- wondering if maybe that's the room she stayed in, which would have been awesome because that's the room we're staying in. Anyway, she said that the faucet would turn on when they're trying to sleep. And that happened a couple of times. It kept waking them up, her and her husband. And then, um, he, her husband fell asleep, but she was awoken by someone sitting on her bed, but there was no one there. And then the rest of the night, she just heard someone walking, you know, all around the bed all night, walking around the room, kept her up all night. At that like point. Like they were pacing? Yeah. Like at that point, I'd be like, okay, I can't even fucking sleep, so let's just leave. You know? Like, yeah. At some point, you're tired and you're like, I don't care if you're a ghost. Like, shut the fuck up. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. And let me go to sleep. Now, this was a couple of years ago that she told me the story. So next time I see her, I'm going to have to have her fill me in. That's on, how like, I felt in Claire's all room. The other and I was stuff. like, stop pacing. Leave me alone. Yeah. I need to go to sleep. I'm so tired. Right yeah. Now. So um, anyway, Katie and I were looking at their website and I was like, you know, I've contacted them before and they never got back to me because I contacted the innkeeper. And Katie found other emails and was like, no, we need to contact the executive, executive admin, the EA, basically, the executive assistant. And um, so Katie emailed her and she got back to us like 10 minutes later. And long story short, we're going there in three weeks and we're fucking excited. Yeah. So and we got the haunted room. Yeah. The haunted room is room 14. So this place was built in the 1740s, which is and cool. it was a bed and breakfast for a while. It no longer is. They sold it. So it's no longer a bed and breakfast, but it's still a hotel. And, you know, they have they have a tavern and they have this really cool restaurant. And, you know, when we looked at it online, we were like, oh, my God, this place is so cool. Yeah. So their um, menu looks awesome. Yeah. So we contacted them and we asked what dates in September or October room 14 was available. We got the one that we wanted. And so we're going. So. We're going to, um, we told them that we wanted to interview the staff and we wanted to investigate and we wanted to stay in room 14 because we knew it was haunted and they were happy to oblige. Yeah. Actually though, we did not get our original first dates because 
other people have specifically rented room 14. Right. And so she a said lot the of people entire, go there for room 14. Right. She said the entire month of October is their busiest season mm-hmm. because everybody knows that the place is haunted yeah. and that room was booked. Yeah. So. So we fucking got it. We're, and she. So it's one of those hotels. Ugh. Sorry, there's a moth because we're in my garage. Um, <laughs> it's one of those hotels that you cannot. <laughs> They're, they're not on, like, fucking websites online for you to book it or anything like that. So you have to pay when you get there. So she emailed us back and was like, give me your names and phone numbers, because if I don't book this for you right now, it's going to be gone. So I feel very fortunate that we got this room, and I'm so excited, and I haven't told my husband yet. But <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Three weeks, and we will, you'll see us live, probably, after a few drinks, ghost hunting this hotel. Yeah. <laughs> So exciting. It's going to be amazing. And of course, you know, we're going to blow up our podcast here and we're going to. I thought you were going to say a bathroom. (laughs) I'll do that for sure. And um, we're going to blow up, you know, Instagram and our YouTube channel and everything with what we find and our beautiful faces. And we're just going to blow the Internet up with everything that's going on. So send us ghosty vibes because we're ready to get some fucking evidence some experiences some be scared i don't give a shit right. i want it all i want to i want to be chased out of this hotel by an apparition that is like terrifying uh, <laughs> i don't want to be chased out but i would love to be greeted <laughs> i want to stay there there's like a cold spot by the fireplace in the lobby i guess yeah there's that stuff you can, that like, goes on clearly like, step in and out of and totally tell the like temperature difference yeah there's stuff that goes on like in the tavern which is old as fuck like it's really cool mm-hmm. so and as it gets closer we'll we'll go in to like the actual history of the place what it was built for what it was used for and stuff like that so we're just super excited so we couldn't wait to share that with you because we know how much you care <laughs> Yeah, you support our investigation habit. <laughs> right. And we haven't gotten to do it in a while. Right. You love us, so we're telling you. <laughs> and we love you for listening, so thank you. So Mandy... But, yeah, I was going to say, but now... Mandy has something that she's been, like, dying to tell everybody, <laughs> and I've been waiting here with bated breath, so... Yes. Take it this away, This was the original thing. opener, but then when this all happened with booking the haunted hotel, we were like, we have to talk about that, too. Right. So... This story, again, like, you've heard there's six degrees of separation from anybody. Kevin Bacon. Anybody. Right. (laughs) But everyone has six degrees of separation (laughs) from Kevin Bacon. Somehow that always works out. (laughs) So this is very interesting. So, like, a step, a step relative of one of my relatives. Ooh. Okay. So she was telling me... Follow along, guys. Yeah. So... I don't... Okay, it's like a relative of mine. Her mom is married to her stepdad. Okay, so it's your relative's stepdad. My relative... So it's my relative's stepdad's nephew. Okay, your relative's stepdad's nephew. Got yes. it. So his name is Brian Cohey II. And he is the youngest of three, I believe. Okay. Um. So he is... Apparently, from his town, he's, like, a nice guy. People, you know, they knew he was a little off. He's got some mental issues. He lives with his mom. He's 19. Mm-hmm. Real quiet, but never caused a problem in the town. Everyone just thought he was, you know, just a nice, sweet kid that didn't talk much. Where does he live? He lives in Grand Rapids, Colorado. Oh, okay. So, um, his mom was getting worried because she started noticing for months when he thought she was sleeping, he would leave the house. And she didn't she didn't know what was going on, but he was doing it all the time. So one night... Only she, when he thought she was sleeping? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, in the middle of the night. Oh, okay. And, I mean, I guess maybe he didn't have a ton of friends, so she knew something was like... He wasn't sneaking out with his friends. She he, knew So he was like a loner, kind of. Yeah, okay. she knew something was going on. So when he was gone one night... Um, she decided to search his room mm-hmm. and she didn't know what she would find, you know, so she's looking through the room and she ended up finding a severed human head <gasps> in a plastic bag. Shut the fuck up. Under his bed. Oh, that's like, 
as a mother, you know, like when you search your kid's room, you're going to find something, but you never know what. Could you imagine? Huh? Could no. you imagine going? No, I cannot imagine that. That's Timmy's room. Nightmare. And you're like, I'm going to find alcohol <laughs> or I'm going to find like drugs or something Coke or something. And you're like, fuck me. There's a fucking head. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. So his mom had told the family like, I expected to find something. Like, she knew something was up, but sure. she did not expect to find that. No. So then his mom immediately called the police, and they came, and they searched his room. You know, they recovered the head, and they found oh. another plastic bag filled with body parts <gasps> in his closet. Shut Oh, my God. But not all the body parts. I'm it sorry. Was, it was just... It's like piecemeal body? I, I mean, maybe he wanted to keep a, a foot in a hand or something. I Gross. don't know. Because oh. he had gone back to this... So he killed a homeless man, and he chopped him up with a kitchen knife. What? A kitchen From their house? Knife. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't even like some like souped up... Like dagger. blade or dagger. It wasn't my ninja it sword. Was, he didn't do it with ninja stars. Like I know this is not a laughing matter, but you know you, you gotta make, to make money out of it. You have to. God. Oh so my God. anyway, um, he had tried. So he went back. I guess maybe even that night he went back to the scene of the crime, Idiot. and he gathered the rest of the body parts that he did not take home. And he put them in the trunk of his car, and he was trying to dispose of them in some body of water. Not sure. Stupid ass. So he backed his truck up into, you know, the water to dispose of these, the rest of it. Right. And his truck got stuck in the mud. He couldn't get out. Serves him right. So uh, I guess this is all during, you know, they're looking for him now because his mom's called. Sure. Right? So this is that night, and um, I'm about to suck in a gnat. No, it was the mosquito. Oh, even better. Virginia Summers, (laughs) y'all. So his truck gets stuck. So he's messaging his friends and trying to get help, trying to get someone to tow him out of there. And the police come and meet him at the marina or wherever he was. Good God. And they got him. And they questioned him. And he very calmly told them, yeah, I killed him. I've been looking for like the last six months to find a victim. And I decided a homeless person would be the way to go because there wouldn't be that much attention on him. But what he didn't know... Because no one would know that he's missing. Mm -hmm. But what he didn't know is that there was like a caseworker for all of these homeless people that Uh lived there. And they would randomly go around and check on them. And that's who ultimately reported him missing. So like Health and Human Services or somebody was like... Something like that. Oh my God. So they kept tabs on, you know, the homeless people. Yeah. And this guy was well-liked. I think they called him, like, a storyteller or something like that. God. But, yeah, so this happened in... This happened on... The murder happened February 27th, 2021. Wow. And I think his last court date... They caught him on March 1st, so it was just a couple days after. Then his most recent court date was in May. I don't remember the date. But I think there's still going to be more you know, deliberations or whatever. Like they have an actual trial. They haven't fully, I don't think convicted him or sentenced him. He's in jail Mm -hmm. and he's not going anywhere, but here's my thing. And Oh, I forgot to mention, I read this in an article too, that he killed like a neighborhood cats or something before this happened. So like a true, so he is a, he is a stereotypical serial killer. Mm -hmm. Like when you go by the stereotype, they start with animals. Yeah. He told the police that he had an interest in death and mm. the human body mm-hmm. after death and things like that. He had no problem talking about this because this is what's been going on in his head for however long. And now he can tell people about it. You know what I mean? So he's like one of those people that's like, yeah, I wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah. He didn't try and hide the truth. He was ready to talk about it. He told them very calmly why he picked that guy and what he did. And so he was like methodical. about. So, it. yeah. Ugh. So that tells you right there, you know, he finally got his first kill. And the only reason he was caught 
is because his mom found the head under his bed like a big dumb idiot. Because he was stupid as yeah. fuck and thank hid God. it in his house. I mean, thank God he was stupid about it. No you know? kidding. Because he has all the makings of a serial killer. Like, if this, if he pulled this off, you can't tell me he didn't get that rush out of it and he wasn't going to go back and find the next homeless person and then maybe step up his game to someone in the neighborhood or his mom. Who knows? Yeah. So Because the thrill would need to be greater... And so he'd be like, I need to do it again. I need to do it again. And be like, fuck these homeless people. I'm going to get this Joe Schmo off the street. Right. Yeah. And so this is, you know, this is someone that is very close to me in my family that is step related to this kid. Like, God. I mean, if you, I guess technically so like he's like her cousin. step cousin. Step yeah. cousin. Yeah. yeah. But it's just the crazy fucking thing. So you can look him up. His name's Brian Cohey the second. But I've had the best luck looking him up specifically if I typed in Brian Cohey I-I, like lowercase I-I. Right. Came right up. Right. So it's C-O-H-E-E. That is really fucking creepy. I know. That's so And he's it's 19. Like, and she was like, I haven't told you this yet. And I was like, no. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I have not heard this. And why have you been waiting? This, this was in February. And then she's like, I'm going to text you like his name so you can look him up and stuff. And. Oh my god! I just something that's like so not far away from you. You know what I mean? Like, and you it's just, just saying so that weird. Obviously, I'm not going to say it out loud, but you just saying that told me exactly who it was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, that's I crazy. wanted to tell you about that. Yeah, because you know what? If he wasn't caught, maybe five years from now, I'd be telling you guys about a serial killer that is not too far away from me, not too far removed. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. He would have definitely, like, he had, you know, no emotion about it at all. He was fully willing to he's, talk about it. He's like a textbook psychopath. Right. So, anyway, wow. that is my crazy-ass story that I've been waiting a week to tell Katie. <clears throat> I've gotten, Now I definitely know who it is. <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten good at, like, wanting to tell Katie something, but waiting till we record. <laughs> I've gotten to where, like, if I have something that I want to say when we're recording, so I don't forget because my, like, I'm the typical squirrel. Like, right. I'll get on something and then I'm like, what was I going to tell you? Yeah. So I text Mandy and I'm like, don't let me forget to mention. And then I'll make like a vague term and I'll be like, when we record, don't let me forget to talk about something and I'll tell her something vague. But if she mentions it, I'll know what she's right. saying. And usually I remember, but not always. Cause I'm just like Katie where like, there's so many times we record. And then when I'm editing my episode or she's editing hers, I'm like, Oh my God, how did I forget to say this part? This is what I was like. Wanting to do the whole time. I didn't even fucking right. do it. Right. Anyway. So, gosh, that's fucking nuts. Isn't that crazy? I mean, serial killers are still a thing. Like, they were much more successful in they the used, 70s and that's 80s. That's because of, they used to not have ring doorbells. And they used to go door to door. <laughs> and the and DNA just, evidence. They didn't have a lot of that. Yeah. They used to just open the door and people were like, okay. And they just used to rip you from your fucking house. Speaking of. Or people left their doors unlocked like heathens. Like <laughs> fucking Neanderthals. Like heathens. I mean, idiots. I there was, say. I'm not going to like you know, pull up the article or anything, but I saw an article and I actually have it saved in my phone. There was a man that rang, you know, speaking of ring doorbells, there was a man who rang a doorbell, you know, and somebody wasn't going to answer. It was a woman. I think she was like bathing her child or something. And, you know, she answered using the camera and the microphone function on the doorbell. As one would in 2021. Right. I don't like answering the door. I use my doorbell all the time. <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Like, step away from the premises. Or I'll just look at it and I'm like, no. Yeah. We're not buying. Of course I have two cars in my driveway, <laughs> but you can fuck right off. Right. No, I'm not joining the Mormon church. Thank you. <laughs> right. No, I don't want to switch pest services. They yeah. kill my spiders just fine. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so there was a man, and there's video and, like, stills of this man. Okay. So she's like, I, you know, I can't come to the door right now. You know, is there something I can help with? Do you need something? You know, whatever. This man used all of his fucking manners and kindly asked her to come outside so he can rape and kill her. What? Mm-hmm. When the fuck did this happen? Not too long ago. Holy shit. 
I'm like, um, so there's a, yes, I will be right there. Sure. I'll be with (laughs) you in just a moment. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just call 911 real quick. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, Sir, you can fuck all the way off. And if you wouldn't mind, just hold on a moment while I call 911 fucking one. Oh my goodness. That is the craziest thing ever. He used all of his manners and asked her so politely if she could come outside so he could rape and kill her. See, that shit reminds me of the purge. Right? They're like, I would like you to invite me in so that I can rape you and rob your house and do all this crazy shit. Exactly. But if you don't, I'm coming in anyway. (laughs) Right. He didn't say anything about, to my knowledge, I didn't, you know, finish the whole thing because I got sidetracked. But I was like, who the fuck does that? Like, would you mind coming out and joining me on the porch? So So I can, so I can rape and fucking kill you. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I don't have time for that right now. Could you come back another time? See, listen, Katie's telling me this right now while we're in my garage with one of the garage doors wide open and and anybody could could just walk in and you guys know about my creepy neighbor and he could just walk in this fucking garage whenever the fuck he wants. And he could hear us like clear. That's why I got really quiet. He shouldn't. His house isn't that close unless he's up at the edge of my yard like he is sometime. Which he probably is because he's a fucking creeper. Oh my God. Okay. So we're going to stop talking about him right now. Anyway, I'll talk about him if I fucking want to. I'm just kidding. Yeah, because she can go home. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you come out here so I can rape and kill you? <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, it's happening. I'd be like, daddy. I'd be like, Katie, this is the I knew it moment. This is it. Fuck. I'd be like, I'm going to kill you with this sandpaper thing here, right here. And these tools. Be like, Katie, give me the spray. The lubricating oil. <laughs> I got some WD-40. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Anywho. Katie, how's the story for us coming up? BRB, bitches. I'm a widow. What the hell am I doing here? I don't belong here. But I'm a creep. And I'm ready to tell a story. Well, I'm ready to hear off. Have you, does the name Grace Sherwood mean anything to you? No. Okay. Have you, <laughs> have you ever heard of a place in here in Va mm-hmm. named Pungo? Pungo. No. It's down near Va Beach. Oh, okay. It's down near Virginia Beach. Yes. In Princess Anne County. Anywho, Grace White Sherwood, she lived from like 1660 to circa 1740. Okay. She is called the Witch of Pungo. Now that I have heard of. She is known for being the last person to have been convicted of witchcraft in the state of Virginia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know the story, so I'm excited to hear this, but I have heard of her when I was looking up the Salem Witch Trials, and I was like, I wonder if there was witches in Virginia. There and were. Yeah. There were. Up. Quick fun fact. So in New England, during the Salem Witch Trials, all it took, I mean, we all know, if a woman blinked in the wrong direction, she's a witch. Right. Or if you just didn't like her and you said she was a witch. Then they thought you were probably a witch. That was it. Yeah. Um. Any a woman can be could have been convicted of being a witch in New England for literally or a man. Yeah. Almost anything. Yeah. In Virginia, it was not that easy. Okay. Um. I'll get like I I find it fascinating that in New England they took whoever was accusing you. Of being a witch at their word. In Virginia, Mm -hmm. it was up to the accuser to provide proof that the other person that they're accusing is a witch. It was up to them to provide. I mean, that's fair. Yeah, it was up to them to provide burden of proof. So you're telling me that she was actually a witch? I'm not telling you that. No. 
But if you were if you were going to accuse somebody of be, of being a witch, if you if you're the accuser, it is up to you to provide proof that that person is a witch. Okay. Also, the person being accused of being a witch could turn around and sue you for slander. And what is the uh, cost of that if they find you guilty for slander? That I don't know. Oh, okay. I do know that if you sue for slander and you lose, you have to pay all the court all the court fees. Okay. I do know that. Well, that's like present day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, not much has changed in that respect. So Grace was, she was a farmer. She was a healer. She used herbs. She used things found in nature. She was a healer. Right. You know? Yeah, and people took that as... Witchcraft. Exactly. Um, She was also a midwife. She was accused of all sorts of stupid things. She was accused of bewitching animals. She was accused of causing miscarriages. Oh my goodness. She was accused of breaking into somebody's house in the form of a cat. (laughs) What? Attacking. (laughs) This is all of her neighbors. Why were people so... Stupid? Stupid back then. Like... Why, whatever happened to you that made you believe, yeah, this, this could have really actually happened. Right. That's crazy. Like, I mean, it just makes no sense. Anyway. Yeah. Continue. One, one, this is all of her neighbors accusing her. So this Pungo was in a very rural part of the colony because at this time, Virginia was, you know, there were no states. It was all the colonies. It was in the 1600s, early 1700s. Excuse me. She so got a, it was a it a was a frog in her throat. <laughs> got a burp, bitch? No, okay. <laughs> so you know it was a rural farming community. It you know there wasn't a lot of money to be had. Everybody worked mm-hmm. their farms. You know it wasn't you know it wasn't a rich area. And like I said, now it's present day Virginia Beach area. Okay. It was said that when she worked, she was I've seen the words unusually beautiful for her day. Oh, so there was some jealousy there, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. By the other colonists. Right. By yeah. them other bitches. So there was... Getting their petticoats on a twist. Right. What are those? They're bloomers in a bunch. <laughs> they, you know, the men would, uh, you know, look at her and yeah. whatever. But it was also said that instead of, like, the other women working on the farms, she wore men's trousers, which was unheard of Oh, so in the that's day. another reason mm-hmm. they were like... She must be a witch. Yeah. She's in- wearing trousers. Instead of wearing a dress like every other fucking woman on yeah. the planet, she was wearing men's pants. I can't imagine wearing the dresses with all the layers that they wore because right. they're so heavy. I prefer, like when I'm sleeping, I prefer pants because your body heat isn't hitting you. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand why she, you know, this is a time there's no air conditioning, there's none of that. Why wouldn't you want to wear pants? I don't need thigh rubbage. No, I don't need no chafage. Ch- chafing, bitch. <laughs> and they didn't have all those cool, like, chafing body deodorant kind of things to stop it. You know what Danny calls it? It's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> what does he call it? Crotch rot. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. That's I hate great. when he says that. That's so great. <laughs> That's so funny. So, I mean, I don't know. There's no segue for that. I not to throw you off at all, but. Not at all. That's just what he calls it. So. He's like, I got the crotch rot. Woof. Uh, <laughs> God, man. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Anywho. I think she was probably. <laughs> God, man. I okay, cannot. let's get. I cannot. I'm sorry, we will. The story can now resume. Let me harness my inner story goddess here. My, ch- <laughs> my chi-chi. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I know. I was like, that didn't help at all. <laughs> so she was charged with with witchcraft. She was charged with witchcraft. Spit it out, I can't, I can't do it, okay? <laughs> she was charged with witchcraft several times. And she was brought to court probably at least a dozen times. Okay, so she held her own then. She did. She did. I like um, this lady. At her trial in 1706, she was accused of bewitching her neighbor, Elizabeth Hill, who alleged that she caused her to miscarry her baby. No, Elizabeth Hill saw her husband looking at the witch of Pungo 
And got jealous. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So what did the witch of Pungo do? She and her husband. Put a spell on her. <laughs> that would be a way cooler story. But she and her husband, who she had three sons with, by the way. Um, Which she, one? The witch? Yeah. Or, she, the witch was married. Oh, and, I didn't know and, she was married. Okay. Yeah. And they had three sons. Okay. Um, so she and her husband took Miss Elizabeth Hill to court for slander. Good. Of course, it was unfounded. Didn't happen. She was married to James Sherwood, who was a planter. Okay. So, I mean, as a farmer, I guess. Yeah. Um, they got married in 1680. They had three sons named John, James, and Richard. So the first time she was taken to court was in 1697. The charge, casting a spell on a bull and making it die. What? People are... That's mm-hmm. just so crazy to me that that would even... Like, cops would laugh at you now. Literally. If you said that. But back then, they're like, she's a devil worshiper. She's a witch. She's a witch. Like, that's crazy. Exactly. It's fascinating that their minds went there. Right. But it's crazy. Right. Basically, that court was settled, or that case was settled out of court. Okay. Following year, she was accused by two other neighbors. Supposedly, she bewitched the hogs and the <laughs> cotton crop. And obviously, she sh- she sued she sued for slander at- after what the fuck is wrong with me? So which a pungo? She's like stop talking about me. She's got my tongue she's coming back from the grave. She sued for slander after each accusation, but her lawsuits were unsuccessful, and her husband had to pay the court costs. In 1706, she was convicted of witchcraft and incarcerated. Oh no! I'll get into that. There was another fucking weird ass. Her name was Elizabeth Barnes. Okay. Now, Elizabeth Barnes was another neighbor. She said that Elizabeth assumed the form of a black cat. She entered Barnes's home, jumped over the bed, drove and whipped her, and then escaped the room through a keyhole. Oh, my goodness. So... What does drove her mean? Um, attacked her. Okay. That's fucking nuts. The allegation was unresolved, and she sued for defamation of character and slander. They had that back in 1600? Uh-huh. Pretty good. She lost. Oh. So, Sherwood and her husband had to pay the court-related costs. So, all of these times that she was brought up on charges for witchcraft... Right. They never stuck. So she and her husband would turn around and sue. Yeah. But she never won those cases either. Yeah. So she's paying a heft in fines. Right. But at the same time. Why nothing... didn't they just leave the village? Like fucking go they... live on your own. Build a house in the middle of the woods. They're poor. So the land that they were living on was, I believe it was her family's land. Okay. And so it was gifted to her and her husband when they got married. And so when her parents died, it became theirs. We'll sell it. And so then I believe they expanded. And then when her husband died, it became hers. Okay. So it was it was their land. Right. You know what I mean? And it was a, it was a really big plot of land. I mean, it was several, several hundreds of acres. Maybe that's why everyone had something against her. So that was actually one of the theories is that all of these neighbors were trying, were conspiring to get rid of them so they could go after their land. Okay. So there was also another person named Richard Capps, who in 1697 alleged that she used a spell to cause the de- Oh, so he's the one that um, caused the death of the bull, which oh. was fucking stupid. And the court was like, what? Yeah. John Gisburn accused her of enchanting his pigs in the cotton crop. This says, according to Richard Beale Davis in his journal article on witchcraft in Virginia, by the time Princess Anne County had obviously grown tired of Miss Sherwood as a general nuisance. In 1705, Sherwood had involved in a fight with her neighbor, Elizabeth Hill. She's the one that said that she miscarried, caused oh, her okay. to miscarry. Okay. Princess Anne County had obviously grown tired of Miss Sherwood as a general nuisance. In 1705, Sherwood was involved in a fight with her neighbor, Elizabeth Hill. It was, this was a physical altercation. Like they came to fucking blows. Who won? I'm not sure. But Sherwood sued Hill and her husband for assault and battery. And on December 7th, 1705 was awarded damages 
of 20 shillings. So oh, good. what that means is Elizabeth Hill and her husband attacked her. Yeah, so she actually won a case for a change. She did. However, so this is where it gets really crazy. Ooh. <laughs> so her being accused of being a witch, like the trial, like the cases are obviously fucking bogus. And these, yeah. the women were just being bitches. Like they're just stupid neighbors. It's like the movie Mean Girls. That's what's been in my head the whole time. It is. It is. They're like, oh, I don't like her. Oh, she's wearing pants. Oh, she grows herbs. Oh, she does whatever. And they have nothing better to do because it's the fucking 1600s. Right. And you know, it wasn't commonplace to grow herbs at all. Yeah. During that time. That wasn't common. They weren't found naturally around here. It just, it wasn't normal. So I can see how that might raise some eyebrows, but it doesn't mean I that mean, you yeah, can't have but... them imported from other places, just like every other fucking place. Right. I mean, it, she could be the eccentric villager. For sure. But and it doesn't make her a witch. I also think a lot of it was jealousy. She was, there are no sketches or drawings or paintings of her. Yeah. Um, and a lot of court records, you know, the court records and documents have been lost. Okay. From that time. But, you know, jealousy is fucking real. And if there's a lot of accounts and like diary entries and stuff that describe what she was like. And yeah. mo- most of them say that she was very pretty. Yeah. That makes sense. Why the villagers wouldn't like her. Right. This says in March of 1706, the Princess Anne County justices sought sought to impanel two juries. Both of them are made up of women. So one of the juries was ordered to search her home to look for things that could prove that she's a witch. That's so stupid. The other jury was ordered to look at her body for eccentric markings to prove that she's like a demon or a witch. Yeah. In both instances, nobody wanted to do it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. surprising. Nobody wanted to do it. I thought they'd like bring like fake shit to her house and be like, we found this in the house. That's what you would think. On March 7th of 1706, Sherwood was examined by a jury of 12 ancient and knowing women. So this is kind of, it's not a grand jury, but it's like a jury that was like forced together. Okay. Of ancient and knowing women appointed to look for markings on her body that might be brands of the devil. They discovered two marks, quote, not like theirs or the or like those of any other woman. Guess who was the forewoman of the jury? Whoever Hill or whatever. Mm-mm. The forewoman on that jury was Elizabeth Barnes, who was the one that said that she came into her room and as a cat, as a cat and left through the fucking keyhole. Oh, well, she's a credible witness. Exactly. The big trying to get people to believe that. And also they said that upon examining her body, Miss Barnes said that they found two demon suckling teats. What the fuck is that? She Okay. She has two boobs, two black nipples that are not like part of her breasts. Like down in her abdomen area. What the shit. What That's what she ass. said. Two demon these this demon is, suckling teeth. Like basically two black nipples yeah. on her abdomen and it's quoted demon suckling teats. Mm-hmm. What so neither the, the colonial authorities in Williamsburg or the local authorities in Princess Anne County were willing to declare Sherwood a witch. So in Virginia, they were very reluctant. They didn't want to do witch trials. They didn't want to declare anyone a witch. They wanted nothing to do with it. Well, I'm proud of my my home state. Right. So in Williamsburg, which was the capital of the colony at the time, they considered the charge vague. So on April 16th, they instructed the local court to examine the case more fully. Did they look at her demon teeth? God, no, but they believed the jury and Elizabeth Barnes. So for each court appearance, Sherwood had to travel 16 miles from her farm in Pungo to where the court was sitting. So on May 2nd in 1706, the county justices noted that while no particular act of sorcery had been alleged against Sherwood, there was a great cause of suspicion, quotes. Consequently, the sheriff of Princess Anne County took Sherwood into custody, basically for no reason. The warden of the Lynn Haven Parish Church was the prosecutor in her case. On July 5th, 1706, they ordered a trial by ducking. 
What is ducking? Oh, I'm going to tell you. Ooh. Sounds terrible. To take place. And it says with Sherwood's consent. Like, she's like, okay. Yeah, okay, duck me. Let's do that. But the heavy rains caused a postponement until July 10th as they feared the wet weather might harm her health. Well, ducks well, are when very I, good swimmers. Well, so. when I tell you what ducking is, the wet weather is not going to make a fucking difference. Okay. First, before the ducking, they placed her on a stool inside the Lynn Haven Parish Church and told her to beg for forgiveness for her witchery. I'm assuming she did it because there's nothing to indicate otherwise. Mm-hmm. She simply is quoted as saying, I be not a witch. I be a healer. Uh-huh. So on July... Yeah, they'd be fucking lucky to have her in the community, big idiots. Right. It doesn't say anything about her never... I mean, there's no record of her not helping anybody, of hurting anybody. There's no negative records anywhere about this woman other than other people accusing her of witchcraft but never saying that she's ever hurt anybody right they're saying oh my cow died it had to be her oh my cat died it had to be her my crops died i'm blaming her yeah never they never said i found her on my land doing this right they never said i saw her near my cat and then and then this happened yeah it's just I saw her accu- dancing naked in the woods. At right. Moon there were, the accusations were always so vague and never actually tied her to anything. Yeah. News spread and people from all over the colony of Virginia fled to the Lynn Haven River. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of people are on the banks of this river. Okay. So ducking is basically you put the person in a crouched position. Okay. And you take your right hand and you tie it to the left foot. And then you take the opposite to the opposite and you tie them that way. Water is considered pure. Okay. So you throw the person into the water. If the person sinks, the water, the purity of the water accepts them and they're not a witch. Oh, okay. And if... They float, they're a witch, because the water is rejecting them. Yes, this I've heard of. I didn't know it was called ducking. Yeah. But, I mean, it's tailproof. Finds a witch every time. Right, because some people are not buoyant at all. <laughs> yeah. So My I, ass would float. I float. Yeah. And I have no comment. But, um, you <laughs> so know, a, biology. A fabulous body. Well, you know, biology has nothing to do with it, obviously. But anyways, so they throw, you know, they tie her hand to foot. Okay. They throw her in the water and she floats. So they think the pure water is rejecting her. Uh, so obviously she's a witch. Yeah, so it's the dumbest thing. They take a 14 pound Bible. They tie it around her neck and then they throw her back in the water. She somehow is able to break free from her restraints, gets the Bible off of her neck, and she swims back up. Well, she's certainly a witch now. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. Mm-hmm. She returns to the surface, and obviously all of the spectators are like, she's a witch, she's a witch. As they pull her out of the water, it starts to pour. Well, supposedly, before they threw her in the water... She said, before this day be through, you will all get a worse ducking than I. Ooh. And so they're literally pulling her out of the water, and it starts to pour. Well, that's timing. Right. So how's that for divine intervention, (laughs) right? right? (laughs) But that makes her look more guilty. It does. You know, they pull her out, and several women subsequently examined her for additional proof, and they found two things like tits on her private parts. Tits? Mm-hmm. Like boobies? This tits? is quotes. Are they she, black, like demon tits? <laughs> so, yeah, it says... Oh, shit. So they weren't lying. So the quote says, two things like tits on her private parts of a black color. What the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Maybe she was a witch. So she was jailed pending further proceedings. Now, that could have been from a disease... Ew. That could have... Oh, poor thing. No, it's fucking gross, but... It's terrible, though. Who wants to live like right. that? It looks like she was jailed for somewhere between seven and eight years. There is no documentation of any further proceedings. So they did not kill her. 
No, no. There's no documentation of any further proceedings. There's no documentation of any other court trials. They let her out like seven and a half, closer to eight years later. Okay. She goes back to her property and she lives until she's 80 years old and dies. 80? Wow, that's she, old for that time. She died in 1740 when she was 80. Wow. She left five <laughs> She left five shillings to each of her sons, James and Richard, and everything else to her eldest son, John, because the oldest son at the time, you know, got Took all of your... Took care of the family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there are some legends. Supposedly, her son's put her body near the fireplace and a wind came down the fireplace uh-huh. down the chimney and her body disappeared amid the embers and the only clue being a cloven hoof print what yeah say her son said this yeah so her- Supposedly. This is like local lore. Yeah, that fucking Barnes bitch probably said it. <laughs> Either way, it's kind of cool. Who knows? You never fucking know. Right. Um, apparently, she is buried in an unmarked grave under some trees in a field near the intersection of Pungo Ferry Road and Princess Anne Road in Virginia Beach. That's how witch trees are born. Right? Ooh. The stories about the devil taking her body unnatural storms and loitering black cats quickly arose after her death and local men killed every cat they could find and the widespread killing of cats might have caused the infestation of rats and mice recorded in princess Anne county in 1743 oh my gosh her home on muddy creek stood for over 200 years after being burned several times in the 20th century by vandals all that was left in 2002 were the brick chimneys which were bulldozed in November of that same year. All that remains are a few bricks and part of the foundation, which is overgrown. Dude, I would love one of those bricks. I know, right? The property is now owned by the federal government as part of the Back Bay Natural, or I'm sorry, National Wildlife Refuge. There is also a statue. Of her? Of her. There's also, I'll, we can post this online. There's Sherwood Lane in an intersection with north witch duck road oh wow where this all took place okay that's so cool that's a good way to like mark the spot right this is in virginia beach marks the spot and it's like across you know that's right yeah there's a memorial marker for her okay um but there's also a statue the statue is i don't remember if it's in front of a hospital or like a legal building but there's a statue of her so she loved nature and she loved farming and she loved herbs and she loved all that kind of stuff so there's actually a bronze statue that was erected when in virginia beach um early 2000s oh okay and it shows her wearing a dress and she has like a scarf like around her head but you can see like some of her hair you know yeah she's carrying a basket and there's a colonial and there's a raccoon that's kind of like reaching up like at her side. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to signify her love of nature and animals. Okay. And um, she's carrying a basket. And the basket um, has rosemary in it. And the rosemary is supposed to signify how much rosemary there is in the area. Legend has it that all of the rosemary grown in the Virginia That's Beach area comes from a single plant that was on her farm. That she planted. Because right. it was imported at the time. Right. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Also, fun fact. So I think in either 2006 or 2000... Hold on. There's a bug in your eyebrow. Please got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't like... Garage Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> this is eventful. Yeah. So, um... Either... While you were talking, I'm like watching this thing crawl in your eyebrow. I'm like, I have to stop her. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to feel like there's creepy crawlies like all over me. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, I don't remember the exact year, but I think it was like 2006 or 2007. So one of our senators, Tim Kaine, uh-huh. yep. he's one of our vir- senators here in Virginia. He was the governor at that time. He posthumously pardoned her. For all of these. Um, And there was a letter, you know, that he pardoned her and all this stuff. Yeah. And so part of that statue at the bottom in bronze is like a copy of that letter 
Oh, and it has like the seal on it and his signature and all this stuff. But also, let me see if I can find it. That's so cool that that many years later, hundreds of years later, Mm -hmm. you can pardon somebody. I know. It was really cool. Like he did that. And it was on the 300th anniversary. Wow. Like of her death or something like that. Death. Of her death. Where is it? It's on Witch Duck Road in Sherwood Lane and Witch Point Trail. So the How the, cool the marker was placed. I love those street names. Yeah, it's really it makes me want to go to Virginia Beach, which yeah. I am not a huge fan of. No offense. <laughs> um, not my favorite place to go. Not my, it used to be. I used to love that fucking place. I um, went every year growing up as a kid. My parents fucking loved it. Me do too. Me do too. <laughs> me me do too. <laughs> I did too. So it was on July tenth, two thousand six, on the three hundredth anniversary of her conviction. Okay. There are annual reenactments of the ducking, and those have taken place since 2006. No one has actually ducked at these events. <laughs> so they don't actually tie your hands to your feet? Right. Which is well, that's not kind very of accurate. sad to me. <laughs> According to local residents, a strange moving light said to be Sherwood's restless spirit still appears each July over the spot on Witch Duck Bay where Sherwood was thrown into the water. I love local legends like that. I do too. I think that's really cool. It is really cool. So this says, in 2014, a memorial marker was placed at an herb garden in the old donation Episcopal Church, Sherwood's former parish church, which is in Virginia Beach. A local legend in Virginia Beach states that all the rosemary growing there came from a single plant Sherwood carried in an eggshell from England. So her dad was Scottish and her mom was English and they came over. So she was first generation American. Right. So Rosemary was not natural to the U.S. No, she brought it here. That's so cool. Oh, so maybe she wasn't born here. There's no documentation to show whether she was born here. Yeah, she brought it here in an eggshell. But that's legend. Yeah, if that's true. But either way, maybe her parents did, and she was born here and continued growing on that land. Right. And then that's the rosemary that we have today. There was another thing. There was a thing I watched on YouTube about her, and I was kind of hoping to find the name. In the 1800s, the governor of Virginia, he sent military members of Virginia down to North Carolina to kill Blackbeard. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. It wasn't... I love how this just turned to pirates. Okay, so... awesome. Somehow, he is tied into this story. Blackbeard. No, the governor of Virginia, the one that sent Virginia troops... To kill To North Carolina to kill Blackbeard. Okay. Somehow, he's entangled with her story. Oh. And so, I was looking for his name to pop out, but of course, I can't fucking find it, because he is listed in the letter from governor tim kane oh okay. he's mentioned in the letter from tim kane so he definitely had something to do with it yeah i can't remember his name spotsylvania spotswood spotswood because his he's spotsylvania county Who's is named, named after? after alexander spotswood okay i think don't quote me i could be wrong i'm spitballing here Governor Spotswood. We'll but, go with that. Right. But he had something to do with her. Oh. Okay. Somehow. Okay. In, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. But I just That's remember, cool. like, watching something, and I was like, hold up. He's, like, the Blackbeard guy. He had, like, no business sending Virginia troops to North Carolina where Blackbeard was. Right. And fucking slaying him. He must have had, yeah, he had a gripe with him. Mm-hmm. A personal gripe. Right. Sure. But he was the governor of Virginia. But I was like, his name Originally. His name was on the letter from Tim Kaine. Yeah. Like, acknowledging that Governor Spotswood, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, shit. Was that's... Spotswood against her or for her? So he was for her. So I have a picture here of the placard on the statue that is actually the letter from then-governor Tim Kaine. Yeah. So it says, I am pleased to join the mayor of Virginia Beach in extending best wishes as you work to promote justice in the 1706 witch ducking case of Grace Sherwood. With 300 years of hindsight, we all certainly can agree that the trial by water is an injustice. 
We also can celebrate the fact women's equality is that a constitutionally pro- is that a constitutionally protected today and women have the freedom to pursue their hopes and dreams. The historical records that survive indicate that Miss Sherwood, a midwife and widowed mother of three, survived her trial by water in 1706. Those records also indicate that one of my predecessors, Governor Alexander Spotswood, eventually helped her reclaim her property. The record also indicates Miss Sherwood led an otherwise quiet and law-abiding life until she died at the age of 80. Today, July 10th, 2006, as... 70th Governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia, I am pleased to officially restore the good name of Grace Sherwood. Sincerely, Timothy M. Kane. Very nice. So that's how he was tied in. He's the one that helped her get her property back. And you know what? If she lived to 80 in the 1600s, she definitely... She was a witch. She (laughs) (laughs) She definitely outlived that Barnes bitch. Oh, for sure. Barnes was probably a witch and trying to put the heat on her. Probably. I mean... Sorry that my story got kind of like bungled. I was all over the place. And when I have a lot of thoughts in my brain and I don't know what to say first, like it just comes out all garbled. Like this is one of those stories that it's like, I know backwards and forwards in my head, but I'm like, I don't know how to eloquently get it out. When you're trying to (laughs) say what's in your head, but you're also looking at text in front of you, Mm -hmm. it gets you all all confused. Yeah. It gets all garbled in my freaking brain. You know, with the opener, I was like, we, so we did an opener before this opener (laughs) and we realized we didn't have the microphone on. So I got so like out of sorts because I was, I know the story, but then I was like trying to read off of an article and I was like, this time I'm just going to fucking say it was from my head because, but it was much shorter. Right. Yeah. Right. And it worked out much better. I was just afraid if I didn't look at it. You forget I, something. I was going to forget. And with this one, I didn't want to miss anything because right. all of the things are significant. Right. So it was like, you know, it's not a long story, but if you miss one little bit, it's it's like something's missing. Right. So that was like the very mini Virginia witch trials. Yeah. Oh, an so, there was actually something else I was going oh, to Oh, man, say. Katie, I got to fucking pee. Okay. I mean, I can pause this. No, it's all good. Pee. Just, I want to hear it now. Um, What I was going to say is there is, I don't know if I have to elaborate on it more, but there is, it says, I'm going to read this straight from Wikipedia because they can explain it better than I can. Yeah. I know it. I understand it, but I'm just going to read it because... They just say it better than I can. Okay. So it says, The existence of witches and demonic forces was taken for granted by the American colonists. Witchcraft was considered the work of the devil, obviously. Colonists believed that witches could be identified by their strange behavior. As early as 1626, 19 years after the founding of Jamestown Colony, a grand jury in Virginia sat to consider whether goodwife Joan Wright was a witch. She had supposedly predicted the deaths of three women and had caused illnesses as revenge for not hiring her as a midwife. No record of the outcome is existent. Nevertheless, Virginia did not experience events of mass hysteria, such as the Salem, Massachusetts witch trials in 1692 and 1693, Thank in which God. 19 people were executed on allegations of sorcery, some years before the first allegations against Sherwood. Ecclesiastical influence in the courtroom was much less a factor in Virginia where the clergy rarely participated in witchcraft trials, which is the biggest difference, the church versus the courts, than in New England where ministers took an active part. People's fears of witchcraft in Virginia were not based on their religious beliefs as much as they were rooted in folklore, although the two often intermingled. The New England Puritans had settled in towns and community pressure helped contribute to witchcraft convictions. There were a few such towns in Virginia where the population mostly lived on farms and plantations connected by water, transport, and scattered over a large area. Virginia's lay and religious leaders were more interested in prosecuting offenses such as gossip, slander, and fornication, <laughs> you know, getting their freak on, seeing them as threats to social stability. They How wish- do they have their kids then? It was more like adultery, uh... And, like, sodomy, things like that. Oh, okay. Well, um, that's not good. 
They wished to avoid witchcraft prosecutions, which were divisive. Virginia courts were reluctant to hear accusations of witchcraft and were even more reluctant to convict. Unlike the Salem witch trial courts, where the accused had to prove her innocence, in Virginia courts, the accuser carried the burden of proof. Further, Virginia courts generally ignored evidence said to have been obtained by supernatural means, whereas the New England courts were known to convict people based solely on it. Virginia required proof of guilt through either searches for witches' marks or ducking. Judges and magistrates would dismiss unsubstantiated cases of witchcraft and allow the accusers, who found themselves under an ill tongue, to be sued for slander. Francis Pollard of the Virginia Historical Society states, it was pretty clear that Virginia early on tried to discourage these charges being brought of witchcraft because they were so troublesome. The southeastern corner of Virginia, around present-day Norfolk and Virginia Beach, where Pungo is located, saw more accusations of witchcraft than other areas. According to Leslie M. Newman, this may have been due to local poverty, as there was no cultural elite to restrain such prosecutions. Although few Virginia records survive from that era, 19 known witchcraft cases were brought in the colony during the 17th century, all but one of which ended in acquittal. The one conviction conviction was a 1656 case of a man convicted of witchcraft and sentenced to 10 stripes and banishment from a county. What does 10 stripes mean? I'm a... Like a whipping? That's my assumption. But you know what they say about assumptions. Mm -hmm. There were no executions for witchcraft in Virginia. Nonetheless, as late as in 1736, Virginia's justices of the peace were reminded that witchcraft was still a crime and that the first offenders could expect to be pilloried and jailed for up to a year. In 1745, John Craig, a Presbyterian minister in Augusta County, made assertions of witchcraft after his child and several of his animals died and was in response accused of using evil arts to divine who was responsible. I don't know what that means. Neither, here, <laughs> neither he nor those who accused him brought their claims to court to face unsympathetic magistrates, though prosecution for witchcraft was still possible in Virginia. The last Virginia witchcraft trial took place in 1802 in Brook County, which is now in West Virginia. Okay. That case, a couple claimed that a woman was a witch an accusation ruled slanderous. The trial by ducking, which is immersing the accused bound in water to see if she would float, appears to have been used only once in Virginia to try Sherwood. It was believed that as water was considered pure, it would reject witches, causing them to float, whereas the innocent would sink. So that's the main difference. So whereas we weren't, no offense, puritanical zealots (laughs) with... A fucking big dick complex. Right. I was gonna say if you take offense, then I mean, whatever. I mean, that's what it was. That's crazy. They were insane Puritans that yeah. thought that whatever they thought and however they felt about it goes. Whereas here, we were ruled by the courts, not by the clergy. And I think that's ultimately what saved her life. Yeah. And I'm well. What saved her life was her being able to get out of those constraints in the water. And they were like, you know what? Okay. So a couple things that I read said that they weren't actually going to let her sink. Like they would save her be like, okay, you're pure. Like they wouldn't actually let her sink. It was just to prove that she was pure enough to go to heaven. Yeah. Which is still a little stupid. It's still fucked up, but they weren't going to let her die. Yeah. Although I'm still unclear as to why she was put in jail. For seven or eight years. That's a fucking long time. And you know, and all it said all it said was to await a like a later a trial at a later date. Yeah. But there was no record anywhere right. of a trial date being set or of said trial taking place. Yeah. So she just sat there for seven and a half years for what? For you to stick your thumb in your ass and then let her go so she can live until she's fucking 80? Yeah. And why was she a witch then but not when she got old? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, the chatter must have calmed down because nothing happened crazy while she was in jail. You know, what did they just tell the town? Go fuck yourself. Like I mean, she went to jail. Leave knows? this woman alone. You yeah, know, who knows? Like, I just want to like Miss Sherwood. Just fucking tell me what happened. You know I what know, I mean? I know this cloven. Go hoof. Go ahead and speak into this microphone right here and tell us. what happened. Right. This cloven <laughs> hoof print. 
Yeah, like, that's, that's kind of weird. You know her sons didn't fucking say that. No, they definitely did not. So, Miss Barnes, eat a dick. Yeah. Thank you. I do not like Miss Barnes. You There's can rotten many Miss Barnes out there. She was one of the first Virginia Karens. Yes. Fucking cheers. Cheers. Anywho. Sorry I hope- if your name's Karen, but you should change it. <laughs> go, go by your middle name as long as it's not Becky. <laughs> Becky. No offense to my aunt. I love Mm -hmm. you, Becky. (laughs) So, anywho, I hope you like this episode and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.